Oscar, do you remember all those great side-scrolling video games from your youth? No, I wasn't born then. Well, I do, and I certainly have a sense of nostalgia, and I'm hoping that you'll be excited as well to join us and talk about Boss Monster by Brotherwise Games. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. And every couple of weeks, we come to you with a new game that we love to play as a family so that hopefully you can try it out and play it with your friends and family. For more information about the games we play, visit our website. That's BoardWithFamilyGames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com. And there you can find previous podcasts, some of the products we like to use while playing games. And of course, you can... Find links to our Twitter account and Facebook account so that you can follow us and get updates as we have new episodes coming out. So, Oscar, tell me a little bit about this game we're going to talk about today, Dungeon Boss by Brotherwise Games. Well, you're basically a video game villain, and you're basically trying to kill the heroes that are attacking you. So it's a great turnabout on the... um, traditional game where you get to be the bad guy, which is super fun, right? Yeah. So um, this is one of the earliest games we played. Uh, we got it way back. Oscar's shaking his head. He doesn't agree with me. No, I was not shaking my head. Okay. So it was one of our early games. We um, found it while sitting in a game shop during a Pokemon tournament, and I was looking around, and I spotted this thing, and I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. And so here we are. We tried it out and it's become a game that we keep going back to because it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. So um, please, let's take a moment, listen to a word from our sponsor, and then we will get into Dungeon Boss by Brotherwise Games. Play Cycles by Cat Lily Games, launching on Kickstarter September 14th. Cycles is a fast-paced strategy card game for ages 8 and up based on the circle of life. To win, players must collect three complete hand-painted life cycles. Along the way, you can steal cycles and use special powers associated with each organism. The game comes with 52 cards, two token cards, and of course, a rules booklet. Visit www.catlily.com, that's C-A-T-L-I-L-L-I.com for more information and a link to a playable version on Steam. As we said earlier, in this in Dungeon Boss, you get to be the bad guy. But Oscar, talk us through a little bit about what the actual purpose and goal of this game is. Well, you're building a dungeon, which is up to five rooms, and you just want to make it as strong as possible to, to be able to kill the most heroes while balancing the, bil- the luring in of the heroes with the Killing of the heroes. Okay, so you've got this dungeon you're creating with different um, rooms that have different abilities. And we'll talk that through a little bit in a moment. But then they all have some treasure, right? Yeah, they have little treasure icons. And some have more than others. And the idea is that you want to build up on one or two types of treasure 
so that you lure in the heroes while making your dungeons strong enough that when the heroes get lured in, you can just kill them. Okay, and then, so as a hero is lured in, how do you win this game? When you've killed, when you have 10 hero souls. Okay, so once you kill 10 heroes, basically. We'll talk a little bit more about the details of that. What about, um, you know, you lure this hero in, what if, it's too, what if your dungeon's not strong enough? Well, then it hurts you and you get a wound. And if you get five wounds, you're out. Okay, so that's the, how the game works. It's um, built, You're balancing these two things, the drawing in of heroes and then the killing of heroes. Because as you can, might imagine, the more treasure you have, the weaker the rooms are. Tell us about the look and feel of this game, Oscar. Well, it's all cards and they're pixelated. So it kind of gives you the vibe of an older game. And there's four, well, five decks of cards. There's the room cards, which show the room and give you an ability and how much damage, uh, how, the treasure and how much damage it does. Okay, so I see you're looking at Open Grave. Tell me how you know what kind of damage it's doing and what kind of treasure it has. Well, um... The bottom left corner, there's a black heart with a two in it, and that means it does two damage to the hero. And then there's kind of an onk in the on the other bottom corner, and that means that it draws in cleric heroes. Okay, and then there's a text box. What's in the text box? Um, once per turn, if a hero dies in this room. Choose one room card from the discard pile and put it into your hand. So that means if someone, if a hero dies in it, you get more rooms. Okay, great. So that's basically how it works. Every room has some special ability that is listed on the card. What about the um, bosses, though? Well, those are your people. And they have an XP, which decides who goes first. They have a treasure icon which is normally what you're going to go for, right? Like what you're going to be working for, assuming that someone else's boss doesn't have that exact same treasure icon. And then there's the level up, which means you get a certain effect once you have five rooms in your dungeon. Okay, so you, you know, you're looking at Father Brain, one of my favorites, not necessarily to play, but I just love the idea because it's making a joke about Mother Brain from Metroid, one of my favorite series. So we get... Um, or this is the card that you start with. There's only about eight or or eight or so mon or bosses, but that's okay because it just adds a little. Or they're there to kind of start you off with a treasure. What else do you have um, in front of you? Well, there's the spell cards, which happen either in the phase when the heroes are attacking you, or in the phase wh where you're building rooms. And they give you a certain effect, and they're one-use cards, unless you have an ability that says otherwise. All right. So spell cards that you get to um, throw out there in the middle of play. Cool. And then what's the last type of card? Then there's the heroes, which have a set amount of health, deal a set amount of wounds to you, and have a set amount of soul. And then they have little... Thing, like a little bio about them that's often very funny. Okay, so give us an example. Um, Nick the Masher. The young cleric was well-armed and brave enough to take on the Dragon King himself. 
It's credit though. I bash you with my mace. Okay, so you got a kind of goofy little um, saying that goes with them. They're fun. That's kind of the whole vibe of this game, right? It's it's goofy and fun. Now, for diversity, unfortunately, this game is very white. The characters are primarily primarily white. Um, it was kind of a miss in the, I feel that it wouldn't have been too hard to add some diversity in through the game, but that, that was something that is sadly missing from this game. Hopefully they'll do better in future games, but they do have good diversity between women and men. That's true. They, there's, um, there's a good mix of male and female. So that was nice. Now, how do you set this game up? Well, you, you shuffle the, all the decks. How many decks in total are there to shuffle? Five room deck, spell deck, boss deck, hero deck, and epic hero deck. And the, I'd say the room deck is the most difficult one to shuffle just because there's a lot of cards. But overall, how quickly is this game set up? Um, It's actually quite quick. And that's coming from people who play really long board games. Yeah, you could get this game up and running um, probably about 15 minutes. It's not much of a problem. Visit B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com for more information on this and other games. Oscar, talk us through a turn of Boss Monster. We kind of set up a fake dungeon in front of you so that you can um, give a good example. Well, I'm going to be Father Brain, and right now my dungeon is Golem Factory and Open Grave. I and I'm in build phase, and I put the Vampire Bordello on my Open Grave, okay. and it's makes it stronger. Okay, so you're upgrading a room. How you're and how do you do that when you're saying you build a room? So it's build phase, it's your turn. How do you lay that card down? Well you put it face down on top of a well, I'm playing an advanced room, which just means it has to go on top of another room of the same type of treasure. So I'm putting Vampire Bordello, which is a cleric room, on my open grave face down. And I put that, and then when I finish the build phase. Okay, so what we have here is, it's kind of a fun way that this works, is you're putting these rooms down in turn, or player order. And so as Oscar goes and puts this um, card down, I, playing against him, don't know what he's doing. He might be playing a completely new type of room and trying to draw in a new type of hero, or he could be upgrading a current room, which is what he's doing in this case. So um, at this point, you have a certain or the number of player or, or heroes in town that come from um, the number of players. So you know, if it was a two-player game, we'd have two heroes in town. Oscar's looking and trying to decide which one he can draw in based on the treasure they're looking for. He eyes who are you eyeing. Bowden the Pantless. Okay, so he knows that he needs to have a sword um, treasure. He does from his golem factory. So he's able to upgrade the um, vampire bordello, hoping to still pull it in, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then what happens when you build the room? Well, we reveal it simultaneously. Okay, so we all flip our cards over at the same time and see what we've done. Yeah, then turn order, we go through immediate effects of the room and effects that you can choose to do. And then we draw in the hero. Okay, so one of the things we like to do as a family is we really take our time with this stage because when we rush through it is when we run into problems. Because 
You flipped over the vampire bordello. What does it say? Once per turn, if a hero dies in this room, you may heal one wound. Okay, but to give you an example of another type of room, there's one that says you may destroy this, or this is a torture chamber, you may destroy this room to choose an opponent to discard a random card. So if I played that, I could destroy a room in my dungeon, meaning throw it in the discard pile, and have a different effect. So there's all these different types of effects that can come from the room. Okay, so... Now we go into what's called the bait phase. We look and see who has the most um, of a treasure type. And if they're tied, then we don't, uh, or they stay in town. So Oscar draws in. Boat in the pant list, and he has four health. Okay. So we go through the. Okay, so, and then I would see if I could draw anybody in, but this is an example, so I don't. <laughs> so. Boat in the Panelist first goes to my Golem Factory that is at the beginning of my dungeon. It deals 2 damage and Bowden has 4 health. So Bowden's now down to 2 health. Then he moves on to Vampire Bordello which deals 3 damage and dies in it. Which means that if I had a wound on me I would heal that wound. And I get my soul point from killing Boat in the Pantless. Okay, so you flip the card over and there's a certain number of coins on the back and that tells you how you're doing. And so the regular heroes tend to have um, one and then when you run out of regular heroes, you start bringing the epic heroes, which have a lot more health, but then they tend to give you the two. two souls and two wounds. Okay, so that's a basic idea of a bait phase, but in the middle of it, there's, you know, we've talked about these spell cards. I could mess with Oscar if I chose to. I could throw an assassin in, which is to take Bowden the Pantless and give him plus three hearts to the end of his turn. In which case, instead of um, def- or Oscar defeating him, he would have, he would get a wound. And so this is how the game works. You go round and round doing this. Um, you know, then it would be my turn to go through, and then we would draw a card. And then the exact same thing would yep. happen, except that we'd be playing different rooms and there'd be different heroes. Yep. So we just keep going like this through the game. The complexity level of this game is not that high. I'd say if you need to, or the getting the groove of the phases can take a little while. Um, but once you get into the um, used to the method, and especially if you take your time in each turn, it goes pretty well. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So, um, what about leveling up? Tell us what that is. Once you hit your dungeon's limit, which is five rooms, you level up. And your boss has a certain level up thing that allows you to get it. You do. You never get that level up again unless it persists through the rest of the game. Okay, so give us our example of Father Brain. Well, you may. I draw three spell cards, and then I can discard a spell. Then I have to discard a spell card. Okay, so that could be a great, very powerful thing mid game. Um, you get that extra bonus up or a level up bonus at one point during the game. Um, real helpful. So, what about how does this play as a family? Do we get angry with each other when we're playing this game? Well, sometimes we get frustrated with each other if we like kill each other by like stopping a hero from the the dungeon from killing the hero and but it's not the most strifeful game we played by far yeah so you know you're you're 
you're competing in a number of ways. You're competing to draw the heroes in. So you, you know, you might have a plan in place and then you flip your cards over and find out that somebody's beat you to the punch that you, and is taking something you thought they were. And then of course these spell cards are messing with each other. Yeah. But I mean that we get, just get frustrated with each other, but normally you can kind of read Brown because it's not uncommon for someone to like play a room for treasures and just play a different room on top of it next turn. Yeah, I agree. So, um, and then for number of players, you know, we often talk about in this podcast, we play with three players. Obviously this is a game we love. It works well with three players. What would you say about other numbers of players? Well, two players is not great. I mean, we did not like it when we were just kind of doing two players, but four players, five players is fun. Yeah. So you, you, having a good number of players. Now the base set is four players, so you can have up to that. But it's a it's a good mix. Um, you you need to have enough people competing for those treasures. What we found when we were playing um, two player is that. Oscar focused on one tre- or two treasure types. I focused on the other two treasure types, and then we weren't really competing that yeah. much. It was just a race to see who got there fa- first. Yeah, and that was it. Was just pure luck and how strong your dungeon was. Yeah. Um, for expansions, how are? Do you remember any of the expansions? Um, there's kind of like a space expansion which allows you to have more players. Yeah. So I think that was called um, Crash Landing, and that takes you up to five or six players. Yeah. And then there's Boss Monster, the next level, which I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure just adds more rooms. So so that's actually a sequel to the game. Um, oh. Boss Monster level two is a or, – or the next level is a – Sequel and it's a it's neat. It just kind of if you are getting tired of Boss Monster, you pull out Boss Monster Two and you get all new cards. Um, and it's but it plays exactly the same way, so it's very familiar. Yeah. Um, for playing or for storage, the, there's a lot of shuffling in this game. We have definitely sleeved these. We sleeved these from the beginning. Um, you you want to do that they'll help to help protect your cards the box unfortunately will not fit a um fit the game once sleeved and it doesn't fit it real well when it's not sleeved you're going to need to pull out the insert or possibly find another box to store it in that's what we've done we have a separate box where we keep it organized how long does a round of boss monster take a game um, about 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty quick game. Uh, when we were practice or pre- playing this before we uh, did this podcast, we played a couple rounds pretty quickly because it, it's not too big of a footprint, right? Yeah. What do you think, Oscar? Should other people play this game? Yes. Yeah, D- Boss Monster by Brotherwise Games has been a lot of fun. As we said, it just keeps coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially with that small footprint, that 30-minute time frame, If you don't have a lot of time to play a big game, you can pull this out and get right to it. Thank you for joining us for our review of Boss Monster by Brotherwise Games. Please remember to check out our website. That's boardwithfamilygames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And there you can find links to our other episodes, products we love to use, And of course, we would love for you to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you prefer. Rate us there. 
Um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook so that you can get updates on what's going on with the podcast and new and our information as new episodes are coming out. Also, you can find information about our sponsors on that or on our website. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, join us again in a couple weeks and we'll talk again about one of our favorite games. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. Bye.